Hello and welcome to In The Zone, your one-stop source for the latest news on Intel through our Tech Provider Zone site. My name is Ed Hannon and joining me today as always is Peter Krass, editor with Tech Provider Zone. We are, as always, going to spend a few minutes chatting about some of the hottest stories on Tech Provider Zone. And Peter, I want to start with this one. Uh, there was a recent interview with uh, Pat Gelsinger about the global chip shortage. What are some of your takeaways from that interview? Well, earlier this week, Gelsinger met with President Biden. He was part of an executive committee that Biden called in to address the chip shortage. As you may have heard, some of the car companies like Ford and GM have said they literally don't have enough chips and they've shut down or, or slowed down some of the factory lines. So this is a big issue. Now, Gelsinger's only been in for two months now and already he's made a lot of headway. So as, he, as you know, he's already announced that um, Intel's going to build two major fab plants here in the States. So he kept alluding to that, you know, we're going to be a big player here. So the first thing he said is the government really needs to provide some funding and some incentives for American companies to build more fabs here in the States. He wants there to be more of a global chip maker. He said, uh, we've become way too dependent on too small of a footprint just in Asia. We need a more balanced supply chain globally. So he's going to address some of that by opening these plants here. He also mentioned that the global pandemic has really accelerated this issue and that um, he really feels like the country needs to reestablish its lead. He had a couple interesting st uh, stats. 20 years ago, he said, the U.S. was uh, providing about 37, about a third of the global chip supply. And right now we're down to 12, from about 37 to 12 percent. And he said he thinks we're headed for 10 and really feels like there should be what he called a moonshot to reverse this and, and really make America a big player in the chip business again. It's interesting because the technology is all de developed here. And the, um, you know, the, the, when you say the automakers and things like that, I mean, that those are American based things. So it makes sense that, you know, he would feel that way, you know, that, that Pat Gelsinger would feel that way, because while they obviously have, you know, skin in the game, there is also a need. He's not just saying it from a, we want to improve our business. It's really from a, we, we can improve our business, but we're also addressing a, an economic need that will help way more than just Intel. So it's-, it's well I think said. also the pandemic, we saw the supply chain issues where things just were taking forever to get here from Asia. So there's a need to, I think, to redistribute the supply chain globally. Yeah, and also, I mean, even more recently, it had nothing to do with the pandemic, the, the, the freighter in the Suez Canal. I mean, you know, the more things you can sort of regionalize within a global economy, That's right. the better for everybody involved. Now, I want to I pivot a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. And I understand that, uh, you're, that tech providers and readers like to read about NUC. So what can you tell us about NUC Mini PC Partner Solutions? Uh, yeah, these NUCs are pretty amazing. They're four and a half, about four by four inches. I mean, that's really small and it's a full powered Windows PC. And um, what's going on now is what's being called the Intel NUC ecosystem. And these are third party partners who are supplying all kinds of NUC related products. Some of them are boards, some of them are covers, all kinds of interesting things. Uh, they are not, uh, warranted by Intel, but they're being sold, serviced, and supported by these partners. We're kind of approved by Intel, so it's pretty safe. And there's one that I especially like that is called the Pork Cool Pine, like porcupine. And it's this blue <laughs> box. It uses uh, fins instead of a fan to keep the whole thing cool. It looks like a little blue porcupine. And I think one would look great on my desk, so just saying, you know. They say this stuff can't be fun, you know. Yeah. We're all we're all inner geeks, so Absolutely. sometimes we let it out. So I want to end this week with a fun story. This is a good one. You actually were telling me about this before we started. Yeah. What can you tell us about these music collaboration platforms 
that allow play from home jam sessions. I understand from what you were telling me before that they're not easy to pull off. No. And, you know, we're doing all these chats and it seems like the technology works, but it turns out there's this issue of latency. Even though the internet is traveling literally at the speed of light, there's a delay. These signals are traveling distances, packet switching breaks the signals up and then puts them back together. Anyway, there's latency. It might just be milliseconds, but the point is, if two or more musicians try to play together over, let's say, Zoom or Teams, whatever, there's this delay and everybody is slightly out of sync and they can't really play together. Uh, when you see the bands playing together, on, like on uh, Stephen Colbert, they record each musician separately using a click track and then someone edits them all together. So the idea was, okay, but how can we get a group of people playing together on something like a Zoom call? And uh, three folks have, three groups have figured this out. There's one called uh, Jamulus, Jam Kazam, and the other one is called Jack Trip. And they've come up with some clever ways of getting around the latency issues on the internet. In some cases, you need to buy some extra equipment, but apparently these things work pretty well. And I've talked to some musicians and singers who use them and they say, yeah, this is way, way, way better than Zoom. That's fantastic. Reminds me of a story I heard once years ago where um, Stevie Wonder had never heard the song and it became one of his biggest hits, Uptight, Everything's All Right. And he had never heard the song. And, I, you know, so they're playing it for him on his headphones and he had the, and he had the lyric sheet and he's just singing, never having heard it before, singing as they're recording this where he thinks the, the, the words would go and it ended up being one of his biggest hits. So, you, you know, you wow. talk about latency and sort of that, that matching up of things and delays and things like that. It's been a problem no, Pat, forever. It's been a problem forever. Technology solves some of it, but it doesn't solve all of it for sure. Yeah. But um, that's awesome stuff, Peter. As always, thank you so much for your time. Check out that techproviderzone.com site for the latest news about Intel and technology. It's updated constantly with the latest, go latest goings on about Intel and the world of technology. Again, Peter, thank you for your time. And thank you all for your time for watching. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. Bye.